Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on our episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neolothotep in the Egypt chapter. So before we get started tonight, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon subscribers and all of our listeners. We truly appreciate your support and all that you do to help inspire us. So we're going to start off tonight with introductions. So to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and I'm in a dark tunnel. Are you are in a deep dark place, and this time, so far, it's not even full of snakes. To Miss O'Shea's right, this is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I am yet again playing a nurse to the doctor's doctor. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the table, this is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle, and uh, we hear drums, drums in the deep. Mm. They're coming. Better fucking hope not. Uh, to Jack's right. This is Lonnie, and I am playing Adelzar, and uh, I'm having a hard time bending my knee. I'm not sure why. Hmm. That's a good question, although you have picked up, um, well, I mean, what can only be described as a more Jim Morrison-type god figure in your doctor, who is to your right. Yeah. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, and um, as if I needed reassurance that I was the best doctor in the world. (laughs) (laughs) We are in the missing the missing Sam formation tonight, and so we're just going to get directly to it. So when last we left our uh, investigators, two of them had entered a very deep, dark tunnel uh, after investigating uh, the potential egress point of a very important sarcophagi, one which might have belonged to a queen, that of Queen Nithocris. And so we'll pick up right there in that tunnel as you've shut the door behind you, the light spills from the torchlight that you have into a, a tunnel, and the way forward is cloaked in darkness. Well, this is an ominous. Yeah. We need to decide how we're going to protect ourselves if it's just going to be the two of us moving you, forward. What do you have in mind? Well, uh, there's a lot I could potentially do. It just, do we want to potentially be overprotected or maybe not protected enough, I guess. is So basically I can, I can protect you against physical damage or not completely, but I can help you with any kind of physical harm. I can help protect myself against magic. Or we could just get the big guy. Um, let's let's not let's not go extreme right now. But you've seen the things that are out there, right? Yeah, yeah I know, but I would rather not um 
Well, frankly, I don't want to be down here with them. It won't harm you. I don't care. But yeah, physical, protect me against physical, protect you against magic. I think that'll be sufficient for now. Okay. Well, you're going to have to give me some time. Okay. Oh, well, that's all we have right now. Yeah, let's hunker down right here and um, get this started. So um, I'm going to cast Flesh Ward on him, and then I will carve the Elder Sign into me. Okay, so if you're going to cast Flesh Ward, then you need to determine how many points you're going to be putting into it. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. And so how much will you be investing? Ten. All right. And how much is currently, I assume you're pulling this 10 from the Ankh? Yes. So it takes five rounds to cast. Each magic point provides the chosen target. 1d6 points of armor against non-magical attacks. I will roll it. So I'll roll 10d6 for you. Spell lasts 24 hours or until depleted. And it costs you five sanity. It costs you three sand. All right. All right. Jack, add 27 points of flesh ward damage reduction. So it's point for point. And to be clear, it is non-magical attacks. Right. Okay. So now, Miss O'Shea, tell me how you're casting this. Uh. In what way? How would you ward his flesh? What materia might you use from your surrounding space or your own? I would probably pick up some of the stone from the walls and um, crush it into dust and probably rub that on his, like, arms. Okay. So if it's going to be effective, are you having him, like, take his shirt off so you can cover him in dust? Um, yeah, most, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this pulverized stone, the stone and, and sand that you molds over your your chest and arms and shoulder, you feel it uh, harden like fired clay after a little while. You also feel it, it seep in, like, to your pores. That feels a little strange. Uh, and the whole time... She is intoning in a tongue you do not understand. She's saying she's saying words that harmonize and vibrate your eardrums, and it uh, it's a little unsettling. And the echoing that takes place because you're in this tunnel space is rather dramatic, and you can see up ahead. All these little purple and green phosphorescent points begin to light up as the casting continues. It doesn't give true torch light, but you do get additional sources of light for your eyes to focus on. Unfortunately, that isn't a great thing. Because what it lights up are some of the more dramatic carvings that are inside this hewn stone, this very man-made tunnel. And the imagery here is pretty shocking. It is imagery of ages 
of Egypt's past, ones that you are both somewhat unfamiliar with. And you see in these relief carvings here, the complete subjugation of the Egyptian people here by presences which are otherworldly, including half man, half beast creatures, and not just common everyday understanding mysticisms when it comes to Egypt, right? Yes, of course, there are half man, half dog. There are these Anubis figures here, right? But I'm talking about half man and half flayed tentacle and half man, half multi-eye stalked creatures. Things which are completely alien to human existence and even lore. Uh, And that will afford both of you a sanity roll. Thirty-three under forty-nine. You're good. Fifty-nine out of sixty-four. You are also good. It is depraved, especially given the types of subjugation that these creatures are doing to man, especially the implied breeding of the human race into different subcreatures. But it isn't something that you cannot overcome. And after the ritual is over, that minute or so afterwards, you feel like you feel like you're wearing a suit of armor. I feel better, at least. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely a surge of confidence. You're also covered in dust and rock now, and half half naked in a Egyptian tunnel. Yeah, I put my shirt back on, and and while she's casting, I'm going to write a note in my notebook. Mm-hmm. You notice that there's a, a letter keeping the spot. And then I'll tear it out. Basically, it says that we've come this way, Jack. And I'll mm. slip it in there into like the crack of the door. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah, I was going to uh, then, yeah, carve an elder sign into me um, and also pull out my, my scepters. Okay. To help. You're going to utilize your scepters. Now you well, should at least to like help protect me later down too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if they'll help help me with the magic casting. <laughs> well, I don't remember. Hold on. Maybe I have that written down, but I know I can do a protection with it if I cross them. Which spell specifically are you using to protect yourself? Elder sign. Okay. Because circle of warding is just a circle that is unmovable. Yep. But I think Elder Sign. Because I thought I was going to have a necklace made, but I don't think I did. Maybe I did. You did not. Not yet. Okay. But your your body is a canvas. Which you can utilize. Uh, So casting Elder Sign is an hour. Just so you're clear. Okay. Well, I don't think we want to wait an hour. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not that it's not a useful spell. It just takes a while. I know that the scepters will help protect me. Yeah, I know one gives me MP, the other one absorbs MP, but then I know that I figured out how to use them, too. Yeah, you know how to use them. You cross them together in front of you. And when you cross them together in front of you, they act as a damage reduction field. 
Yeah, at the very least, it's something. Um, and then I have I, I have my blade, um, and then I have I have other ones that I can cast, um, that if need be. But um, I just hope we have enough time. Mm-hmm. I think we all feel that way. So uh, after a couple of minutes of preparation, mm-hmm. the two of you are going to continue down into the tunnels. Yes. Yes. All right. So the tunnels themselves for you lead forward um, an indeterminable amount of distance. There is no end to the tunnel yet. Uh, so if you continue down, I suppose I would ask, are you going to go until there is a change in the tunnel? Yes. Okay. So you're walking down towards really the, the only place you can go, which is forward. And the tunnel begins to change to your left, Jack. You see that there's a break in the tunnel and it's going to turn. It's going to give you the option to either continue forward or go left. Okay, well, at this juncture, I'm going to make a mark in the wall, an arrow pointing back the way we came. Mm-hmm. So we'll know where, where we're going so we don't get lost down here. Um, you know what? I'm, going, uh, I'm just going to pick a direction. <laughs> you hear overhead. You didn't want me to summon him. <laughs> the chuckling, the laughter continues. Left or straight? Left. You go left. You walk probably about, about 70 or 80 feet at this point. You can tell here that the, the tunnels themselves, while they are hewn, some of them are not made the same. And as you continue down in this stretch of the tunnel system, you feel the tunnel getting a little thinner. You see up ahead that the your light stops moving forward. Like it breaches the darkness and there's stone. But then it also moves to the right. Make me a spot hidden roll. Both of us? Yep, both of you. That's 44 under 99. Hard. 79 out of 75. Okay. Uh, Jack, roll D4 for me. Four. As you get close to that bend, you both notice that there's a chasm here. The floor literally just stops. And that chasm is about 20 feet wide. Oh, well. And just shining your light down around it, you can't get to the bottom with the light. Well, then I guess we go back. You turn around. When you turn around, a shape moves through the hallway away from you. Well, I'm pulling my gun. You can hear the skittering sounds of what sound like scratching. Clawed feet running on the ground. I'm sure it's a rat. Mm Mm-hmm. You go back to the T-junction you were at. Make a mark on the wall saying, you know, next right there. Okay. You're going to go left then? Yeah. Or straight, because we went left last time. Well, you would be going left from oh, this position. Okay. Yes. That's fair. So going left from this position, the tunnel after about 30 or 40 feet begins to bend. And as it bends, you start hearing something. It almost sounds like flapping air being moved and for a moment 
your brain flashes back to the mosque and that sound the beast makes when it moves its wings back and forth. It's not nearly that pronounced. Bats, bats, bats. Make me a natural world roll. Yeah, I... Holy shit. <laughs> Did you make it? Yeah, five out of ten. <laughs> That's a hard success. <laughs> no, 48 no. over ten. It sounds like a, a bird. And then you hear this sound. And it sounds like it has enough bass to impress itself on your chest. That's a big bird. You hear it again. It begins to echo through the tunnel. Well, I mean, maybe there's another way in. You know, birds find their way in. That sound like a normal bird to you? Well, I don't know. It could be an Egyptian bird of some type. You start to smell something, Jack. It's a really foul smell. It smells like a hospital or camp in the war. Like dried, dead blood. It comes over the both of you in a cloud. And you're, you're forced to cover your mouth or... Or, or do something to keep it from consuming, like, into your lungs. And it keeps coming. It's as if someone's blowing it at you. And I'm going to require a hard con roll to continue. 23 under 55. So, yeah, that's a hard one. Okay. No, mine was 60 out of 50. Okay. Um, you begin vomiting. Hard. You feel all of whatever you had this morning desperate to come out and you can't stop it. And you brace yourself against the wall here because you need to. And every single one of your abdomen muscles fire over and over uh, as you rather violently eject all of that here on the floor. Uh, because the smell won't get out of your nasal cavities. It won't remove itself. You can't seem to get clear of it. Do I have some? Oh, actually, I know I have some kind, some oils in my mm-hmm. bag. Um, I'll give her my handkerchief. Yeah, and I was going to like take some oils. Um, I either have rose or violet or something and put that like in my no- in my nostrils. It's tough to get anything near your mouth right now because you keep having the secondary and tertiary reactions from your muscles. Sure, I'm going to try my best. Sure. The caverns themselves continue to be eerily quiet afterwards. The stench fades. The sick which is left seeps into the ground here. Like it's like sandy? Just a little bit. Because not all of the tunnels seem to be of the same make. Like some are stone, some are sand. Mm -hmm. It's probably depending on when it was built. Yeah. Are you going to continue to press forward? Yes. You press forward. A little weak for you, Miss O'Shea. Yeah. It's Um, all right. I've already been lagging behind him anyways. You come around. this, this, This tunnel bends to the right. And it almost hairpin turns. Right? And then as you come to this, the end of this hairpin, you see that there is a path forward. And then it looks like another tunnel comes in uh, from your left over there. 
like at a very sharp angle. And unfortunately, because it's at such a sharp angle, you can't really tell what's back there. And so you're coming up to this blind corner and you tactically having dealt with situations like this before are already on edge. Gun out. You can feel the sweat of your palm digging into the handle of the that uh, that 45. I'll uh, get up to the corner and then wheel around it with a light and gun up. Uh, when you do, you see two figures. Very close. Probably within 10 feet. One is about two meters or so tall. Uh, a very elegant and dark hood is over them. They have a very pronounced beak. And their hands are up. Three fingered hands are up, tipped with talons, and it caws at you and roars. And then the other one that's beside it is almost this crocodile head with a very powerful upper body, and it leaps to the side to crawl along towards you, crawl along the side of the wall. And what's your dexterity? And yours too, Mr. Shane. 60. Okay. 65. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, Mr. Shane, you'll go first. I'm probably going to jump back and cross the scepters. Okay. Cross the scepters. Jack, you hear the electrical charge from the scepters as they get crossed behind you. And you're going to basically prepare yourself to defend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jack, it's your action on 60. He's the meat wall. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah, right. Um, I, I guess I'll fire on the crocodile. Okay. You fire on the crocodile. I mean, you never thought I'd say that, but right. here we are. I mean, it, it's possible. I'm going to miss with that first shot. Okay. Uh, second shot is a six. That's an impale. And the third is a 68 under 75. Okay, so give me the impale and then the other damage against the the crocodile. Uh, 23. Okay. Again. And three. Okay. Uh, You fire two quick shots into this crocodile man thing. That comes at you. And after these two bullets, it slides in this long path of trailing blood along the wall. It uh, dies a very grisly death, it seems. But having just shot and killed something which should not exist. Yeah, it's a sand roll. That's what I like to hear. Both of you. Sandy rolls. Yeah, this isn't Saturday morning cartoons. (laughs) That is the... uh, Oh, yeah, that's 25 under... Let me say 449. No, it's 55 under 49. (laughs) Apparently... 67 out of 64. I have to race better. 67 out of 64? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Okay, Mr. Shea lose seven points of sanity. Oh, shit. And make me an intelligence roll. That is a seven out of 90. 
Yeah, seven out of 90. So you pass that intelligence roll. So the issue with passing the intelligence roll yeah. in this regard is that you fully understand what you're seeing and your brain doesn't really like it. No. You are, luckily, two things. One. With an investigator. And you're a pulp investigator. Oh. And because you're a pulp investigator, your sanity moments are a little different. A, a sort of red mist falls over your eyes and you get very, very angry at these things having interrupted what you were trying to do, given the fact of the importance of the mission that you're on. And so you you are going to act as if you are overcome by an uncontrollable rage. So play that out. Uh, next action, if you would. Okay. Okay. That said, now that the crocodile man is dead, uh, I am going to attack you, Jack, with the... Um, well, I mean... With the falcon, yes, yes, because reasons. You can either dodge <laughs> or fight back. Uh, I will attempt to fight back. Go for it. That is a thirteen under eighty uh, seventy-five. Yeah, I have you. Damn it! Uh, so I have you now. I have you now. <laughs> so it is going to claw you, and and that's one. So five off of your damage reduction. It digs into your right shoulder with this clawed hand, and you hear the sound of, well, claws digging into stone. It rips your shirt, but while you're expecting to feel pain, you don't feel anything. You're welcome. Remind me to thank you later. (laughs) Uh, So top of the round, Miss O'Shea, you are overcome. So what will you be doing? I probably toss the scepters down by slander and grab my knife and probably leap at it and Go try and <laughs> bury it where I can. We want brawl. We do. It's been a while. That's a two out of 47. I'm going to die a horrible death because my dice are being way too good. <laughs> two out of 47. So that's that's an impale. Okay. Okay. So you're using the... Um, the blessed blade or the, well, the, the blade I was given. Yes. The blade of Yig. Mm-hmm. Okay. So blessed. <laughs> it is blessed. Air quotes. Uh, so make give me a power roll. And then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, that's a 78 out of 83. Awesome. So I want you to roll 2d10. Uh, and just add them? Or? Yep. Okay. So that is a 10. Okay. So, so she leaps in front of you, Jack. Probably screaming. Yeah. With what this law. And when she does, she stabs this falcon headed beast in the throat and when she does and she lands it you hear something unnatural from the end of this weapon you hear the sound when a knife enters human flesh that very distinctive sound and then you hear a vacuum sound like something is being removed there is a There is a great sucking sound, which happens. (laughs) And when you do, you see the light in this falcon's eyes dim. As his upper, like, chest and neck get vacuumed into the end of this blade in a very gross and a little bit stomach-churning way. And when she rips it out... 
you can see the blade still trying to digest the skin. Like, actively. The blade's physical end has changed into a series of sharp teeth. And the falcon drops in front of you and begins convulsing. I, I probably start kicking it and screaming. Maeve, 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 Maeve. I take her by the shoulders. Maeve. Make a fighting brawl roll because you're absolutely going to swing on him. That's 52 out of 47. She swings on you. I dodge. You don't have to. Well, I know. But. She misses, but she swings on you and you can see that she's not. You've seen people not in their right mind when they get into fights and she's not there. I'll shine the flashlight in her eyes, the torch in her eyes. Okay. Maeve. Make me a spot head and roll, Jack. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be nine. Uh, her eyes are serpent eyes. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, you have. Maeve. You can even see her mouth because it's open because she's breathing so heavy. Uh, parts of her mouth, the inner the inner part of her mouth doesn't look human. human. Looks like inside of a snake's mouth. Yeah. Maeve, it's, it's Jack. Maeve. I don't know. Tell me what you do. I don't know. Do I come to? You're still or no? full of rage. Oh, I'm probably gonna keep just trying to attack the thing and like pull feathers out and kick it, and, since it was the one that angered me in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if I have to like dismember it or cut its head off, <laughs> cut its wings off. Yeah, I think you're probably going to continue to keep your focus on the person who's in front of you and still living. Because oh, okay. the thing with the the bout that you're under right now is that anything that moves needs to stop. Mm. It's uncontrollable rage. Okay. And so it doesn't matter, friend or foe. Yeah, then I would swing on him again. Yep. I will dodge again. What you got? Uh, what you got there? What you got there, Maeve? Nine. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's not good. What's that's your fighting girl? at all. 47. Okay, so that's definitely... Oh, no, wait. Nope. It depends uh, on whether she hits me, right? Yeah, it does depend on whether she hits me. Okay, so I got 27 under uh, 75. So what the uh, 27 to 75, so that's... That's a hard success for you. That's a hard success for her. So ties will go to the defender. Her first swing on you was not an educated, not a very well thought out swing. The second swing on you... She tries to kill you. And in not in a unprofessional way, in a surgical strike, I'm going to cut your carotid artery and it's going to be over. And you barely get out of the way. Now you may make me a power roll. Oh, that's an 11 out of 83. Okay. The red dims and you feel consciousness come back to your brain for a second. And you realize that you're facing off with your very good friend, and there's blood on your weapon, and you have no idea what's happened, but there are now two dead bodies in the hallway. I probably just drop it. <laughs> I'd like stand there, like breathing heavy, like. <sighs> it's okay, Maeve. It's okay. What happened? Just lost yourself for a little bit. Are you okay? I'm, I'm fine. I'm gonna look over for Slander. <laughs> uh, Slander's actually way closer than you thought he was. You feel slander like on your leg. Oh, okay. I'm going to like, like cautiously, like pick up the blade and put it away and back away from Jack. 
go get my scepters. She does not look well. You feel fine. Yeah. Are you going to be okay? I think maybe. Yeah. I think so. Right. Just take a minute. Compose yourself. So while you're taking a minute, we are going to go and speak with our other investigators. So, Otto, today has been unlike any other in your life. It has been supremely painful and also very embarrassing. Falling down a hole is one thing. Uh, falling down a hole and nearing, nearly dying while you're supposed to be guiding the rest of the investigators around is a little bit more than just slightly embarrassing. Luckily, though, as the three of you are trying to get Otto to a, a doctor, a formal hospital, it seems that you're, well, the doctor in this group, anyway, seems to have some sort of rather amazing ability. I don't want to think about it. If I think about it too much, I'll I'll think about it, and I don't want to think about it. I think you're going to have to think about it, though. Mm. I think I already thought about it, and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Gosh darn it. So? We are currently at the hospital. You're not at the hospital no. yet. You're transporting him yes, right. to, to a hospital. But what I would like between the three of you <laughs> is a luck roll. So whomever has the lowest luck between the three of you. Not it. We'll roll. <laughs> I have a three. Okay, well, I have an 82, so go forth. That's 58 over three. <laughs> Doctor, the hand of fate is going to make that a successful roll. Oh, thank you, hand of fate. That's the only um, thing they can. <laughs> right? <laughs> you turn a corner in this very small town outside of Mycernius. And you run into a very small doorway. But above it, there is a hospital or symbol from the, the World War. Wunderbar. Stop here. The, the driver was like, but we have to go to the... No, no, no. no. Stop here. Stop here. They stopped the, the cart. I don't want to see out of the vehicle, but, you know, lurch out of the vehicle mm -hmm. and over to the door. Okay. And lurch over to the door. Give it a sound rap upon it with the head of the cane. Come in. Walk in. Guten Tag. Um, so when you walk into this place, there's a very small walkway through, it's say a 10 foot or so hallway. And then just beyond that, there's a small waiting room. And then you can see that there's a, um, a doorway and uh, you can see a figure there, must be some sort of medical doctor. Hmm who is working on a patient obscured by the door. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can't see what he's doing exactly, but or who he's working with. I'll be right with you. Wunderbar. If, if you'd like to just take a seat out there. Doc goes back to the waiting area, but uh, doesn't really sit because getting back up is now more painful than sitting down. So. Certainly, certainly. So he just waits for the doc back there to finish. Um, meanwhile... Uh, he opens the door and gestures for the driver and uh, Miss Lane to bring him in. Okay. Yeah, the driver gets off the cart and Otto helps helps you. Slings, slings an arm, one of your arms over his and helps I you hobble in. kind of move in. He, uh, is he able to hobble? Let me he, is. he is. He's okay. able to hobble on his one good leg. Um, so, James, you're watching Otto come in hmm. and out of your 
right ear, you hear a voice that you recognize. It's a woman's voice. You hear them say, I'll have to be more careful next time. Snake bites are terrible. And so the voice unclogs a childhood memory. Hmm. You hear the voice of Ioana Specht. You know her from your time in Germany. She is a Mm -hmm. friend of the family. Mm -hmm. She is someone who went years ago into the archaeological field. And she is also someone who spent quite a few years on and off dating your brother. And they were very close. Close to making things much more official. Mm. And she decided that her studies were a more compelling matter. She walks out of the one of these recovery rooms with a cast on her right arm, uh, just about mid-forearm. Stands there stunned for See, a moment. Uh, uh, a <laughs> She comes over and gives you uh, a hug and a, and a very warm embrace. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm well at the moment. I um well, <laughs> and he gestures to Audel being helped through the my, door. My God, what happened? Uh, he was um he fell into a thing. Oh, it, how terrible. He he was injured. We, uh, um, gesture to the doctor. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. He comes over. Gesture to Ottle. <laughs> yes, please, please come. Um, how in the world did this happen to this, this uh, doctor? This Arabic doctor begins shuttling the two of you into a more receiving room where he can prop Otto's leg up and, and begin looking at some of the more finer points of the injury. Uh, so you see Sigmund rather close to this tall blonde woman who is in what looks like an an, an archaeologist's getup, uh, complete with pants and boots. So jealous. And um, she's really she's like right out of the picture books miss lane i just raise an eyebrow as, as i go by them when i go with the doctor and the other doctor mm. not this doctor when Otto back to the exam room yeah it has been far too long and I, to, to use the term surprising does it, it disservice joanna oh. call me anna it <laughs> is fine how have you been wonderful Wonderful. I've had an amazing time in Cairo. I've been here for uh, a few months working on a dig. Oh, well. well. Wh- how are you? How did you even come here? <laughs> Aren't you in, were you supposed to be in America? Uh, well, I was in America for a while, and then England, and um, we've been all over many places. Mm. Uh, I visited New York. I got to see the um, the um, Liberty Statue. Yeah. Well, oh. It's a, yeah, just quite beautiful. Everything you hear is true. If you have never gone, by all means. Yeah, uh, well, actually, we are um, investigating another archaeological expeditions that came through. Um, it is it is uh, the Carlisle expedition. Um, you're hearing something. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, their involvement in the death of a friend of ours, unfortunately, his passing was horrible. But we mean to find the people who are responsible and bring them to justice. Your friend, he was with the Carlisle expedition when they died. When he died? Uh, no, afterwards. But they are machinations directly led to his death. Oh, uh, uh, Jackson Elias, the author. Perhaps you have heard of him. Hmm? Mm-hmm. She kind of seems to 
search your memory? I think so. Hmm. I think so, yes. But uh, what digger are you on? Hmm? Oh, well, uh, we are not, well, my digger's not far from here. Yeah? Yes. Oh. <laughs> we are going to, um, ourselves, we're going to, what was the, no, where, where, which one were you guys at? What's that? Dirt. There, there. Um, so, so Jack and and Maeve are at yeah. Mycernius. Mycernius. That's technically That's right. where you're close to right now. Yes. But south of this is Darshur. Well, yeah. Um, we're going to Mycernius now, but uh, oh. uh, in a bit. But we are. It's a lovely site. Uh, later, we'll be going to. Uh, I wish to see Darshur. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, perhaps if you are not busy tomorrow, and I am still alive. Then we could get together. <laughs> Am I hearing this from the other room? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, either the doctor is the smoothest talker in the world, or he knows this woman. <laughs> Both could be true. I hear him speaking to this strange woman about our... our Just oh, spilling your, your tea all over the place. Your, your, yeah, he, your, your guide groans <laughs> softly. We want to keep a low profile, and here he is saying... Eh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. This and, is um, Doc's low profile. Tasha <laughs> uh, is just such, a, such an interesting place. Oh yeah, we are finding. Um, I'm. I haven't spoken spoken to um, another archaeologist who mm. has worked there already. Uh, Dutchman, um, interesting fellow. He said that was, uh, there were some complications around the dig, but you know, I am here to see it more as a tourist. I am not an archaeologist like yourself. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, you learned you learn about things that are long since dead, and I well prefer to not have them be that yet. Well, it just so happens that I am attached to a expedition currently working the Dasha thing. Oh, wonderful! Gives a small clap. Yay! You shall have to come by and see Dr. Clive and the rest of us. I would. Dr. Clive. Um, what, what, what did you say his name was? Uh, Dr. Clive? Yeah. I, I poke my head out of the room. He it's, throws it. <laughs> Lillian, your head is on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> he, just throws, he just throws like a big smile a Lillian's way. Oh, yeah, I'd be with you in a moment. No. One moment, Lillian. I, <laughs> yes, Dr. Henry Clive. Dr. Henry Clive. Uh, is she with you? Uh, uh, yes, uh, she's um, she's a good friend of mine and currently acting as my medical assistant. Fantastic. I I'm no longer in the air. I, I went back in the room. <laughs> I just can't even. Otto, <laughs> uh, the doctor is looking over your wounds, and he remarks that he, he asks you when the wounds were made. An hour ago. This is very strange. Some of these wounds seem to have healed somehow. By Allah, you must be very fortunate. Yes, by by Allah, very very fortunate. That's one way to get there. Yeah. <laughs> like his head wound is healing up already because he had like a. Well, I suppose if you want to get uh, somewhat semi-technical about it, given the fact that Doctor literally healed him through a mystical means, the way I interpret that would be that all of his wounds receive some sort of salve or sealing, right? Like mean, meaning that 
abrasive cuts would be a little less abrasive all over, right? Like your leg, which you know for a fact is broken, is not necessarily completely broken anymore. Um, You're having a hard time continuing to hold the threads of your mental stability together because somehow, some way, a man from Germany has healed you with his very hands. Yeah, and yeah, that's... It's very haram, yes. I asked the doctor, uh, how long is he going to have to be here for? Oh, I... I, sh- I could fashion you a, a crutch, perhaps. You should be able to get along. This leg, he, the other one that isn't so damaged, he kind of kind of runs down with both of his hands. Seems fairly well together. You can stand on it? Yes. Yes, I can, I can stand. Let me give you something for the pain. Have you have received any other medicines that I need to be aware of? The doctor gave me something from his bag. Oh. You came in with a doctor. Fascinating. They, uh, the uh, doctors, the, the patient room opens just slightly, and you see a uh, this. I'm 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 his guide. Oh, well, he he, he will definitely need you. He uh, pokes his head out. Uh, excuse me, doctor. What um, what medicinal um, uh, ointments and and, and um, properties have you used here on this patient? Yeah, a simple sedative, of course, to keep from stress in the wound and after cleaning and. Uh, simple stabilization. I have given him some antibiotics. Um, topical, of course. Of course. Um, but beyond that, I think perhaps he was just much luckier man than we originally thought. You know, some wounds can bleed to think that the man is dying. Certainly. And I, and I think perhaps we are in one of those situations now where we, seeing a good friend of a new but good friend of ours in an injured state, you know how sometimes even the stablest of us Yes. Yes, yes. I'll give him something, um, perhaps light, to continue the pain management. Wunderbar. Thank you so much. And, and uh, uh, yes, of course, of course. He shakes your hand. Um, and then perhaps a, a useful uh, crutch to be able to get through the streets. Wunderbar. That would be most appreciative. Okay. He goes back in the room, and uh, he seems to begin to go through this closet of all of these different styles of crutches. And he gets one that's about the right height for you. He makes an adjustment to it and asks you to stand up and, and test it out. And as he tests it out, he looks over you and says, if these wounds are from less than an hour ago, then perhaps Allah's will is working on you already. He looks fearful. I look just as fearful. He didn't fall that far. It's all, it, it, keep, it, keep talking. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do no. it. <laughs> he, yeah. It, it was not a very fall far. I just... The mysteries of Allah are not mine to, to know. Mm. Yes, I, I suggest that we both remember him in prayers tonight. <laughs> that the doctor looks like he's starting to sweat. <laughs> um, Otto, why don't we get you somewhere so you can rest? Come, come. And helps food. you back up and, and food is a good idea yes yeah. um, so the two of you are still outside yeah. uh, um, the, the office I tell uh, Johanna that um, I, I we have pressing business currently but um, I would be glad to meet with you tomorrow perhaps hmm yes if uh, the dig site for us is uh, very busy right now I would love to see a dig site at the busiest you know oh. Metropolitan. You, you must come down. You must I, come down. I absolutely will. And it is wonderful to see you. Yes. Gives her a how, big how, hug. How is your brother? 
Uh, he's, um, we have not spoken in a while. He, he's, uh, pursuing other interests, mm. if you will. Yes, it sounds like him. He's a man of strong will, but I fear that may lead him down dark paths. When I left home to join this expedition, I feel like there is an opportunity for Germany to return. You do say? Yes, there is a way. There is a path for us. And there's information here that I am seeking to find, which could yet heal our people and return us uh, to a better state than we were. Oh, wonderful. I want nothing more than the returning of the German people to our former glory. Mm. We are a proud and noble race. Am I hearing all this? Oh, Come yeah, you, you bet. And my face is like just poker face. <laughs> she, yeah, hopefully she, I get a poker she face. She gives you another hug and then she tells you that just when you arrive at this site, ask for her and she'll she'll give you the full tour. She leaves. So Otto, you and Miss Lane come out of the treatment room. You're, um, you can walk with the crutch. It is a little tiresome, but it is better than being carted around. Uh, your grievous injury is still yet bad, but not completely debilitating. Thanks to what in the, whatever in the world happened back there. I look at that doctor. Um, why don't we get our fine guide here somewhere to lay down and, you know, maybe have a bite to eat? Um, and what did you give him? I'll, I'll tell you about it in a while. Where okay. are the others? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, we need to go find Jack and Maeve. They, like, disappeared after Doc. Otto fell in the hole. Yeah, you told yeah. Doc where you guys were going. I... I mean, obviously, uh, we know I where you're going. But. I didn't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. They just disappeared. So. I do know that where they're going. Well, we should probably go catch up with them. He stops and turns on point to look at Otto, look him up and down. Otto, your position is your call. How are you feeling? But I didn't mean bring him with. Well, you think leaving him by himself is safer? Especially at home? I don't know what you heal. He could, like... And who was that woman you were... Why were you spilling all the information to her? I have known her for a long time. Apparently. Like, know her? Read? Yeah. Were you planning on sneaking into the Clive expedition? We have a letter of introduction. (laughs) Because I plan on walking up and shaking the man's hand and getting a full gauge of him. I mean, I'm pretty persuasive. If your enemies are in front of you, you know exactly where they are and what they're doing. Well, apparently she is buddy-buddy um, with the Black Pharaoh. Yes, well, she also dated my brother, so her is tastes... Is he part of the Black Pharaoh, too? Doc does not answer and walks down the street. Okay. So the the three of you move back towards Mycernius. That's the plan? Is Otto coming with as us? As long as Otto can, looks yeah, like he I'm, can travel, I'm then not yes. leaving these two by themselves, and I don't even know if if Jack and and Maeve can handle themselves without somebody there. Well, actually, that that's your biggest concern right now yeah. is that the person that you have been charged with charged with 
protecting and leading around Egypt, you're you you don't know where they are or what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So you but, know, I'm not stopping. I'm not going anywhere. So the three of you head back about twenty minutes to Mycernius. Are you heading then inside the temple where they went? I see no reason not to. Do we have a light or anything? A torch? Can't go yeah, in. Yeah, you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the doctor has some of the okay. supplies. Okay. So the brief tour that you get of Mycernius is actually fairly short. The actual tour. So what I would like is a spot hidden roll from all three of you. 56 under 80. 72 out of 88. 68 over 61. Okay. Doctor, you are along with your compatriots here searching through the, the very basic areas of what's here. Um, it's beautiful. It's an ancient Egyptian tomb. And the work that's been done here is fascinating. As you pass by one of these rooms, though, something feels a little off. And it isn't the air or the smell. It's the the dust in here. In fact, it looks like in this one room here, a couple people walked in circles. Lilium, Audrey, look here. I wonder somewhere in here, perhaps. It would not be obvious. Do we see anything out of the ordinary other than the circles? Yeah, the circle of footprints does seem to kind of go and go for quite a while. It's in this relatively, it's in an antechamber. Uh, one of the, the dugout antechambers in here. And... I suppose if uh, there's any sort of archaeology or uh, hieroglyphics would help. Archaeology. 49 out of 50. (laughs) Wow. So in this room here, you notice that there are markings on some of these walls that don't add up. There are additional additional hieroglyphics at some of the top points of the room here. And they don't correspond to anything else. They're little symbols. They're, they're almost like little snake symbols. I mean, this is the antechamber. This is where they found the sarcophagus. Right. But... But somehow it was transported out of here. And... I mean, you would need a crane and a crew of people to get it out of here. So, like, your brain begins to bang off the inside of your head, like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, how did they move it? Um, I know the traditional way. I know the modern way. Mm-hmm. Neither one fits what I'm seeing here. Right. So if it didn't go up, mm-hmm. it had to go down. Okay, it stands to reason. And so where would you look? On the floor. Okay, very good. Make me a spot hidden roll. You can have advantage on that roll. Uh, first one's uh, 59 out of 61, and the other one is a 69 out of 61. So I'll take the 59. Okay. 
There's a very slim piece, very tiny piece of paper ever so slightly sticking out of this portion of one of the hieroglyphic uh, engravings. I can't bend down because of my leg. Right. Um, but I pointed out fairly quickly to the people who can mm-hmm. and say there's something here. There's like a hole here. Crouch down next to where he's looking yep. and brush some of the sand off the f- dust off the floor. Yeah, that's paper. Ooh. Take a look at it. What's Ooh. it say, Jack? We came through this tunnel. And I, I, I can't remember what the, uh, how we opened it exactly. We uh, moved, didn't we move like a... We moved the snakes. I moved the snakes. Moved the snakes. Jack. You see little snake reliefs here. Touch them. I'm sure one of them feels just mm-hmm. ever so slightly ever loose. Ever so slightly loose and you move it. Yep. And as you move it, there's a section of the wall that literally moves back. Just clean, sweep, move back. And beyond it, there's darkness. Do you have any torches or anything on you? I have a lantern. You have a lantern? Yeah, I held held up a a bullseye lantern. Turn it up a little bit. Aim the beam forward. Mm -hmm. I grab my my hatchet out of my boot. Okay. Because dark tunnel. Sure. So, are you all three going to go in? I'm going in. Okay. Deeper in the tunnel, Jack, it seems anyway that Miss O'Shea has gotten a hold of herself. Here, take a drink of this. I'll take a drink as I'm like collecting my things. What are you giving her to drink? My flask. Okay. What's whiskey? Yeah. Well, it tastes better than vomit. Yeah, I'll, I'll like swish it around <laughs> and take another drink and a back. Let's just take a moment while we're doing that. We need to talk about something. Sam. Oh, I thought you were going to berate me for... No, no. I'm not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> okay. I, I've known men like Sam before. I think he's really interested in his power. That's that's what it seems to me. And he doesn't have uh, a goal or... Uh, it's like chaos. Like, he doesn't have a focus. Well, what he wants is what you have because it's power. Power draws men, uh, the worst of men, and it corrupts the best, and he is far from the best. Well, I also assume it's because, you know, women are seen, seen as weak and easy to push around. Maybe, but um, I, I have an idea. What's that? If he's going to continue to push and push and push for this, for the books and the knowledge within it, let's just give it to him. But he could hurt us. Well, if if he's going to keep trying to get it, he might hurt us anyhow. That's at, true. At least this way we can guide him against our enemies. And to be honest, if he gets out of control, at least we're there to watch him so that we can put him down if we have to. Yeah. I'm just afraid that his state of mind can't handle it. Well, I believe that uh, if we continue to keep that knowledge and power from him, 
he's going to try to take it from, by force or just steal it and slip away into the night then we've got another problem to deal with I agree I just I don't think that he should have access to everything but I will give him some and hope that he makes the right decision I don't like somebody that I haven't it'd be different if you had asked me right but I know better than to ask for it I don't think I could handle that kind of power because I know I'm not good enough for it it's hard and you have to as these cults have um, proven you need to be aware of what's good and what's not and what just is Right, and he got a little bit of power. And what's the first thing he did? A dark ritual. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I've seen that I'm not necessarily willing to do. Just because I know how to doesn't mean you should. Agreed. At least with you, you have, you've shown restraint. Well, the reason that I do all this is to help us I mean I I make the sacrifices to make sure that whatever happened to, to Elias doesn't happen to all of us and anybody else that does mean that I have somebody else that I have to answer to but he shouldn't be a problem to anybody else hello I just, there's not everything he's going to be able to access anyhow because he just doesn't have the knowledge to read all of it. That's true. While we're talking about this, you have to see the place that my people have come from. Your people? Your people? Yes, you'll understand once you see it. Well, I will, I will support you and follow you wherever you need to take it. It's where we got to take the body if we ever find it, if we ever make it through this. And we have to. I think we should turn back and see if we can't get some more support because this is bigger than I assumed. Yeah. Maybe we should take a day, too, to rest after what we've been through. I'm just afraid that the longer we uh, rest or delay, the more likely it is that they're going to uh, bring her back, I guess. I don't know if that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to take her power. If you notice that there are snakes everywhere. Yeah. Doctor, you and Miss Lane and Otto delve into the darkness here. Mm-hmm. The path moves forward, hewn stone, man made, and continues forward for what seems to be several hundred feet until you eventually come to a junction where one path goes left and you see marked on the wall another note from Jack about which way he went follow that direction you start hearing voices up in Arabic Otto as a native speaker you're having a hard time understanding what they're saying your brain tries to, and ears try to lean in to hear more, to try to understand more just naturally because you're hearing voices that you understand, at least you think you do. And it's so slippery uh, mentally. 
you can't seem to wrap your brain around what they're saying. The imagery on the walls here too is not for the faint of heart. These are not the same sort of hieroglyphics that you would see in your magazines or from the expeditions that have been done by Carter. These are something far fouler. And the things they are doing to humans in these are... Well, Lillian, they're very much like what was explained to you by Warren Besser. And for you, Sigmund, they're very much some of the same things you saw in England at the Miser House. That the human form to these creatures are toys to be experimented on, to be enjoyed in some very troubling ways. And ultimately, you begin to see the progression of where humanity sits on this well, pyramid, and is not anywhere closer to the top than some might think. It is very much on the bottom. So moving forward, you bend yourself around a turn mm. uh, to the right, and you start hearing voices speaking in English. Coming from a different direction? Coming from ahead of you. Okay. Where yes. were the Arabic voices coming from? All around. Oh. Okay. Uh, you smell something terrible. It smells like smells like vomit. Do we like trip over anything? No, but the the same sort of phosphorus uh, phosphorescent fungi seems to grow in this hallway too. Greens, purples. Um, there, there's a bit of a glow here. I try not to touch it. Doc likes behind for a moment to collect some. <laughs> I'm shocked. I, 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 just just a moment, and I'm sorry, but this is fascinating. Scrape, 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 scrape. Uh, as you're scraping some of it off, something drips on you from above. Doc takes one very slow, measured breath. Where does it land on me? Like shoulder, forehead? Yeah, right shoulder. Leaps it off looks at it in the light of the lantern. Yeah, that's pretty red. Drip. This time over your right eye. Miss Lynn, take order uh, forward where the voices are. Because that's a good idea. Okay. Um, come on, Otto. He's intentionally not drawing attention to it. Sure. And then once we step out of the room, he kind of shines the light towards the ceiling. You shine the light up at the ceiling. And as the illumination continues to move up and up, you begin to see what it's dripping from. And it's dripping from the mortar between the stone here. But it's more than that. The ceiling is breathing. I don't like that at all. Neither does your brain. Go ahead nope. and make me a sandy roll. <laughs> Do we look back and see what he's shining his light on, or are we paying attention? You are eyes forward as far as I, right. I'm concerned. Let's see. That's a 72 over 53, so I do not Oopie. succeed at that sanity roll, sir. I will take four sanity from you in that regard. Oh, boy. Um, the worst part is, is you become so transfixed by it for a moment, Doctor, that you begin to breathe in time with it. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. Doc, um, 
backs out of the room, stumbling and bouncing off of the walls and catches up very quickly with uh, Lillian and Audel and passes mm-hmm. them. <laughs> just keep going. Do not, don't look back. Just go, go, go. So it isn't too much further far than that than Jack, you and Maeve begin hearing familiar voices coming from where you came in at. I'll shine my light back down the hallway. Yeah. Um, Doctor, you, the lights begin to kind of coalesce into the center as the two groups come back together. A little serendipitous, don't you think? Yeah. I cannot tell you how happy I am to see you guys. Fancy meeting you here. (laughs) Don't look at the floor. Don't look at the ceiling back there. (laughs) Eyes forward. Don't look at anything. Uh, There are bodies here in this hallway. Okay, Doc's going to look. It's impossible to not see. They're huge. Um, Well... One is a one is a crocodile man, and the other is a bird man, and it isn't. It, there's no way. There's nothing. It's not a costume. Nope. Uh, it's uh, no, no. This nope, nope. This doesn't make any sense. Um. So the three of you will roll sanity. Both of them. <laughs> what did I tell are you? Not okay. Right. I tell people <laughs> to quit touching stuff. Sixty-five over fifty-three. Okay. Uh, Doc, you will lose three additional points of sanity. All right. Five out of 50. You're good. Zero sand loss. Uh, Uh, 96 out of 44. Ms. Lane, I'd like you to lose seven points of sanity. Wow. And go ahead and make me an intelligence roll. I am now also have lost seven in the last 10 minutes or so. Yeah, it's really charted by day, but but yeah. Just let you know. I mean, I'm fine with it. You want me to roll? I do want you to roll intelligence. Okay. Ooh, maybe she'll get naked again. That'd be sweet in the tunnel. This is probably the wrong place to get naked, but you know. At least there's no paparazzi here. (laughs) Yet. I'll just sing for her. Little in lane performing live at the Luxor. Nice. (laughs) Get a 66 out of 75. Okay, so you do pass. Okay, so you are going to have a bout of madness. Sweet. Um, But I'm going to have you roll 1D. 100. So go ahead and roll me a, a, a D100. I got a 16. Cool. Cool. You are overcome, Lillian, with the desire to be close to people in a way that is you feel like you need to be close to... I'm going to roll a D4. This is going to be fun. You're desperately, to be, you're desperately close to Maeve. Oh, desperate. I rolled a four. You get all up in her personal yep. space. You get like, freaked out. And when you freak out, you bolt for Maeve. I'm like right next to her. Like, like you're grabbing onto yeah. her. If the what listeners could see that on? face. That's, she's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Doc is doing his level best not to make the little snurt sound seeing, seeing Maeve's obvious discomfort. In all of this, Lillian, you are scared out of your mind. Yeah. We can we get out of here? Can we what 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 is that? Dead. Maeve, what is that? She's like pawing at you. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> no, no. What what is that? Those are um th- things that wanted to hurt us. But they're gone now. But we need to leave. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like it's at Jack. Doctor, the, 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 the falcon, the bird man especially, mm. he looks like he died a really grisly death. 
Like something tried to rip his heart out. Yeah, that's something with Maeve. Yeah, he, he looks at Jack, looks at Maeve, looks at the body. So, is there a bear? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're two both still alive. Are they wearing anything? Uh, like, yeah. are they wearing, they're wearing clothing? They're wearing, like, robes. Robes? Okay. Yes. I don't want to, like, literally well, loot them, but I am kind of curious. He's especially, like, dirty. Grimed up. Otto, you can continue to see Miss Lane um, try to continue to break in the personal space of Miss O'Shea. She looks like she's trying to crawl into her skin. Yeah, she's you trying look, to get inside why, why her pocket. Why don't we uh, move along? Hmm. Where, where are you going to go, Jack? Well, I guess we're going to continue down the hallway now that we're all here. Why are we going for? Why are we going for? We need to go back. We need to go back. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to right. drag Maeve okay. down the hall with let's, me. Let's go back and regroup and come back better armed. Yes. So you don't leave Miss O'Shea's side until you clear the Mycernia's temple. It's after that that you kind of feel like you get a little bit of your own um, comfort back, but you don't want to be alone. I just, for, I don't know if it's going to make it worse, but since I'm appropriately dressed for the desert, mm-hmm. hence I do not have thick clothing on, mm-hmm. is she going to encounter, like, the scales? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> we do like the self-own on this show. Uh, so I think what we'll do, in lieu of uh, that, uh, at least in the immediate sense, I'll say this. I don't think her mental state would notice it would give her that sort of sensory information because it's screaming at her get close to this person and that's what's going to be going to make you okay okay it's a very um fight or flight response that her brain is going through so in this specific instance i will say no but who knows what might bubble up through her memories well since we're going to be leaving i'm just going to like link arms with her so that maybe i have a little bit of breathing arm oh yeah absolutely that 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 is perfectly okay with you, Miss Lane. In fact, um, you probably you will probably feel the effects of whatever finger strength Lillian has because it's like death grip. Yeah. She's like a toddler that doesn't want to let go at this point until you you reach the outside of the temple. Okay. And I'm gonna pick up slander with my other arm. There is something we should do on the way out. We should probably drag these bodies down a side hallway. You could, if you wanted to, you could drive them back to the, the chasm yeah, that you found. Yeah. I think that'd be yeah. best because I don't want to leave evidence that we were here. Yeah, dump them over. Easy enough for me. After which you make your way back out of the temple. And I suppose then we'll call this episode to a close there. So uh, thank you so much for joining us for our first real foray into the tunnels below. And we will certainly be back next week. 